Episode 8, Londoner Harry Talks Languages, Fluency and AI Chatbots. Hello and welcome to the School of Duda English Podcast. This is James, a British language teacher, talking to you from Sao Paulo. In this week's episode, I have another guest. This time, I'm talking with Harry from London. Harry is a talented language learner who has his own podcast called Chat Spanish, where, as you might expect, he chats in Spanish to different people from all around the Spanish-speaking world. Harry has reached a high level of fluency in Spanish. I know this because I've spent many hours listening to his podcast. It was great to talk to him and have the opportunity to question him about his experiences learning a foreign language. Although in this conversation we talk about learning Spanish, the process and ideas we discuss are just as relevant for learning English or any other foreign language for that matter. As you'll hear, Harry is a really nice guy who speaks in a thoughtful way with a clear British accent. So hopefully it is not too difficult to understand. However, I do recommend that you take advantage of the free transcript available for this episode at schoolofduda.com. I personally use transcripts when listening to podcasts in foreign languages, not only to help me to understand better, but the active process of reading and making notes while listening is a very effective technique to develop your language skills. Okay, that is enough of an introduction from me. Here is Harry Snow. Okay, hello, Harry. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, James. Thanks very much for having me. How are you? I'm I'm very good. Uh, how is life going in London today? It's going well. It's a bit cold here as we approach Christmas, um, but I'm nice and cozy here. In my where I work, we have a studio, kind of music studio, and it's slightly underground, so I'm I'm sheltered from the cold. Okay, so you're you're cozy in your underground studio. Very cozy indeed. Good. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to complain. It's about 30 degrees here, so it's quite hot. But um, yeah, I prefer it that way. So very jealous of you. So uh, we're going to have aeroplanes going over, I'm afraid. So um, nothing I can do about it. But uh, we'll just have a bit of background city Sao Paulo noise on the podcast. And probably the authentic experience. We like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will have done a short introduction of who you are, um, but just to explain to the listeners how we know each other. So I started learning Spanish a few years ago and I discovered your podcast and it's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, basically, you speak to other Spanish speakers, normally natives, and you just have a chat and I find it great to develop my Spanish, uh, discover new phrases, uh, listen to different accents. Um, and I think at some point I reached out to you and you eventually you, you invited me onto your podcast. So I did a, an interview in Spanish with you. And now we've gone full circle and you've kindly agreed to come on, on this podcast and speak some English. Um, so yeah, that's basically how we, we met, right? Exactly. Um, well, thank you for the kind words. I'm glad you uh, find my podcast enjoyable and useful. And that's right. We did an episode together, maybe even it was definitely during COVID, wasn't it? Maybe a year and a bit ago. Um, so, yeah, I encourage listeners to check that out. Um, James and I spoke Spanish and I was going to say it's weird 
me doing an interview in English. I'm so used to doing them in Spanish now. Not to say that my Spanish is amazing, but um, it's it's yeah, it's nice to speak in English for for a change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's a great pleasure to have, have you on the podcast. And you know, as someone, I'm sort of learning Spanish. And when I listen to you, you know, I think you know your Spanish is incredible. Um, and yeah, the kind of fluency you have uh, is something that I hope to achieve one day. Um, so today, yeah, I just want to kind of ask you about um, how you learned Spanish and your experience with languages in general. So my first question for you is, when did you start learning Spanish? Good question. So I started learning Spanish in school when I was 15 years old, I think. So in the UK, in England, where I'm from, um, you it's compulsory to do a language at school. Um for for an exam when you're you're 16 um the common ones are french um french mainly german and spanish some schools do italian i think but i did french and then i had the choice to do an extra language for the exams which are called gcses here when you're 16 and i chose to do spanish um and really loved it and then continued doing that um in my final two years of school i, I wanted to do a language and i had to choose between spanish or french and I chose Spanish and I'm glad I did. So I stuck with it. Um, but my journey started uh, in school when I was 15 years old. Cool, cool. So you, yeah, you started with French. And did you continue with French or have you forgotten that now? Or you? So I, I did the exam at 16 and then dropped it. And uh, unfortunately, unexpectedly have lost it a lot um so i can still speak a few but a little bit get by in france um and that's a, a usual a normal place where i'd go on holiday um with my family when i was younger so i can speak a bit but uh forgotten a lot of it as well yeah so it's, yeah it sounds like a similar story to my german i did german at school and then it's been sort of 20 years now so uh, unfortunately my german is very very rusty um, but yeah, so I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you study Spanish at university as well? You're right, I did. So after school, I went to university and I studied Spanish with business. So it was a kind of 50-50 course. And for the first two years, um, it's just at university in the UK. And then in my third year, I did a year abroad. So that's when I, I would say I actually learned how to properly speak Spanish to a good level because I'm not sure about you, but in at school it's you got a big classroom. A lot of people don't really care about learning another language, especially in the UK, given that we're so um yeah. <laughs> fortunate that so many people speak English and a lot of us are pretty lazy in that regard. So not not a lot of uh, attention or or quality um learning time there and then in university it was good because i assume most people wanted to be there and everyone was keen to do it but we didn't really have many many hours a week to learn spanish and then finally in the in the year abroad i, I really uh, kicked on with the language learning and i was immersed uh, completely in the language and forced that way to to improve yeah yeah so I mean, I studied architecture at university, but I almost uh, at one point wanted to study sort of like business with German. 
And so I'm always curious to know, you know, what is the experience of studying a language at university? And is it something you'd recommend for people to do? Um, because, yeah, it seems like you could really take yourself to a higher level. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Is it something you'd recommend? I would definitely recommend it if you're really keen and passionate about it. I would also recommend doing it along with another um, subject so like I did with business and there are some courses you can find which combine the two quite nicely so I had modules in business you know whether that's on marketing or I think even there was a law module or something in Spanish so it combined it quite nicely and and, and that way you know I got a good understanding of Spanish in in a business context which is really useful so I, I would definitely recommend it as I said again though in terms of the language itself, there are not many hours a week that you'll do. And so a lot of it is up to you uh, to put in that practice. But then I assume there will be a year abroad on all of the courses learning a language. And that's where you can really kick on ex and accelerate. And without a doubt, that was uh, the best time of uh, of my uh, course there. And I would recommend doing a year abroad to anyone. I think it's amazing. Right. So you kind of, yeah, immersed yourself in foreign, like in Chile, right? I remember from your podcast. Yeah, I was in, so I started in Chile. I did five months studying at a university there in Santiago, the capital. And then I went to Madrid in Spain for the second half of the year. And I was working at uh, a Primark there. So I managed to get a gig doing, it was a mixture between working on the shop floor and uh, in, they had an office on the fifth floor so this is on it's called the la gran via in spain which is a, a main high road there and uh shopping center sorry and um uh, i worked there and uh, that was uh that was an interesting experience yeah so you just like yeah immersed and having to speak a lot of spanish every day with the local people and yeah. exactly exactly Great. so university was fully in spanish and but the Spanish and Chile is slightly different, so that was a bit of a shock for me, and I had to uh, adapt to that. And then fully working Spanish in in Madrid, um, so immersion, complete immersion. Yeah, great. And uh, we already mentioned your podcast, so chat Spanish. Um, I was, you know, said it's one of my favorite uh, podcasts in Spanish, um, along with Cesar's podcast, uh, Spanish Language Coach. Um, and yeah, I guess you two kind of really inspired me to start my own podcast. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, what was the best thing about doing your podcast? Well, thank you for the kind words. Um, and I'm glad that you're starting a podcast. I think it's a great thing to do. Um, the best thing about doing it is without a doubt meeting people and you know even yourself as you said i would never have got to know you and then you know you reached out and then you know here we are recording a podcast for you and i think yes it's aimed at spanish but i've made sort of friends around the world and keep in contact with people and i think it's i've been very grateful for that um, which is amazing yeah so how many episodes have you done now of your podcast i've done a half century so i've done 55 um and i've been trying to do started pretty regularly at one point i was doing one a week but as we were talking about beforehand uh before the, the chat it, it's uh it's quite a demanding uh thing to do um but I, I now do once every two weeks um which i'm managing to do 
and so consistency is uh, the key with that. Yeah. So yeah, 55. So every time I listen to one of your episodes, you've got another person from around the world, you know, you interview some amazing people. So I think like, yeah, you've got like 55 contacts there, 55 friends, like I guess some, some of the people you knew before, but maybe some of them are new. And um, so it's, yeah, a really sociable way to improve your language skills and, you know, meet new people. Absolutely. And that's the other part of it is a big reason I started it was for my own uh, personal benefit and uh, accountability to continue speaking Spanish because I found back in London I wasn't speaking it as much and um, I was kind of losing it. So I was like, I need a reason to keep speaking Spanish and the podcast idea came to me. So I thought, why not? Yeah. Great. And are you sort of actively studying Spanish on a daily basis um, or is it more passive at this point? Uh, what's your sort of uh, study like nowadays? My study is not as disciplined as I should be, um, but I I do try and revisit some grammar sort of on the fly. If if I'm trying to say something and I, I can't do it, I'll, I'll look it up and go from there. Um, I do have a, uh, a kind of group session once a week with some colleagues of mine who are um, more advanced Spanish speakers and we, we speak together, which is nice. And apart from that, it's, it's a, a bit more passive these days, but I do listen to other content. Um, Cesar's podcast is great, Spanish language coach, and um, watching you know stuff on Netflix and YouTube and listening to music. So... A more passive approach to the uh, university method, but um, works yeah. for me at the moment. But yeah, I, I guess once you get to a you know an advanced level, a good level, you can passively just listen to Spanish, watch things. I think you're what you're saying is like you speak with people who are a higher level than you, and that's probably a great tip for people who want to improve their English. Is you know try and speak to either native speakers or people who are just higher level. And they will pull you up right to their level. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's important to challenge yourself and also at the same time not be too hard on yourself because you'll be stretched. But you've got to understand that you're not going to necessarily understand uh, or know everything that they're talking about. But that will come in time. And I think that's what we spoke about when you were my podcast was about that compassion for yourself and, and understanding that it's, you know, more about the journey, right. Rather than, Oh, I need to get to this level. It's, it's really not about that at all. Um, which is, uh, you know, it's a really nice way to look at it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's for me, a, a language is like a lifelong journey and the, the fun and the pleasure is in the process like every day. So if you just study, you know, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, as long as you're really enjoying those 20 minutes, then you know that's that's the key to to being successful in the long term i think so agree are there any other languages that you're interested in learning in the future that was a key point at the end of future right now i don't have the capacity to be honest with you um maybe pick up french again but portuguese would be interesting i have to ask you for some advice on that um come to brazil uh yeah exactly Exactly. So maybe one of those two, but not in the immediate future, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another romance language. Um, a little hop over from Spanish. Hopefully it would be uh, that straightforward. Yeah. 
So do you feel like learning a foreign language has influenced your personality or your perspective on how you see the world? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. And 100%. Um, I, in terms of influencing my personality, I don't know if I would say it like that, but it is, I've definitely grown as an individual. Um, as we were talking about that idea of stretching yourself and and you have to do that. I, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day that at school, I don't think there's any other subjects apart from languages. You could maybe throw in drama or something like that into the mix, but there's nothing that requires a level of exposure and vulnerability when you're, you don't know what to say and you don't have the tools to, you know, communicate how you would like and you feel that, you know, vulnerability. Um, and I think it's just from a psychological personal development perspective, pushing through that and, you know, surrendering to that and the discipline that you need to learn vocab, to, to learn the grammar, you know, that teaches you many things and uh, people skills and you've got to push yourself out to speak to people. I know myself that, you know, I used to be a very anxious person, but uh, maybe counterintuitively by learning Spanish and forcing myself in those situations, I grew more confident and that, um, you know, mollified and reduced my anxiety. So I think it's amazing benefits and I would recommend it to everyone. And without a doubt, I've, um, you know, I've changed as a person and like we both know just the people you meet is amazing and you get a different perspective from different cultures and different attitudes and lifestyles and, it's amazing. Uh, it really is. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a great answer. And yeah, personal development is something I'm personally very interested in. I try and learn myself and develop myself through developing English courses about personal development. And I think language learning and personal development, as you say, are, are very compatible. Um, so this, you know, in terms of discipline, um getting confidence um you know skills to to speak to people um seeing seeing the world in a in a from a different perspective from a different culture um and yeah my question of like has it changed your personality i guess it's difficult to analyze how your personality might be different but certainly your identity you know like so you're you're harry from london this british guy but you're you're also this guy who speaks Spanish, right? And has has these, you know, interactions all over the world in Spanish and you know about Spanish um speaking cultures and Yeah, exactly. I, I like the way you said that. It's true. It's an it's a different um uh, something's just come to my mind when I used to work for my previous company in London, a lot of the the cleaners there were from Colombia or Honduras, and I would chat to them lo- loads throughout the day, and it was something that my colleagues couldn't do. And it just felt like another world had opened up to me and they'd invite me, you know, for dinners and they bring in food and we'd have a laugh. And it was just like a, a secret little door that only I was able to to access. And it was um, it was amazing. So, yeah, it definitely opens opens doors and opportunities for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess in Brazil here, you know, I'm just, I'm just James. I'm just an ordinary guy, not that special, but I feel special when Brazilians come and they want to speak to me because I'm, because I'm British and, you know, you get a lot of attention 
And when you can communicate them to them in their own language, um, it's like I say, you have access to uh, you know conversations that you wouldn't have if you didn't know the language, basically. Absolutely. And I, I think what you said there about that feeling of, of being special is, you know, it's a great feeling. I think we all love that and not necessarily something to... Um, you know feel guilty about it's really nice and and it's one of those things that you know in both of our cases we have earned that to some degree by putting in the effort to learn the language and yeah it it is funny especially with some of my complexion very pale very blonde people don't expect me to speak spanish uh, especially in latin america so that's always a nice surprise for them and you know i uh I, i i love uh springing that upon people yeah yeah cool and um, so if you if you had one piece of advice that you could give to someone who wants to be successful at learning a language, uh, what would it be? It's a very, very good question. I would say to approach it. So it's all about the approach. And we've touched on this slightly, but you're not don't approach it with a mindset of I want to you know get to this level to pass a test or i need to be this advanced level by whenever but approach it as this is a tool that will really enrich my life and teach me so many things and you just got to honestly just wait for the the treasure to to arrive and it does in the form of people you'll meet in any situation um so i think that's that's the one tip i'd have is the approach and make sure that you're compassionate towards yourself and you're doing it, you know, for the right reasons, not to get something specifically, but just to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a great answer. Um, And I, I agree. I think you're talking about the mindset. So, you know, don't think about the final destination. Sounds a bit cliche, but like, okay, I want to be super fluent. Um, like Harry in Spanish and, you know, be almost like a native. It's about appreciating, you know, every, every day and the journey to get there because yeah, once you're there, okay, great. But you know, the, it's like the fun of anything is the experiences you have along the way and the developments, like seeing yourself improve little by little. So totally agree with that. Is there a book, a blog, a YouTube channel um, in English that you would recommend this audience? Another good question. I thought you were going to say in Spanish and I had a YouTube channel, but the thing that pops up for me is a book called, it's very, very well known, called The Alchemist by Brazilian author Paulo Coelho. And I say that because that was one of the first Spanish books that I read and I found it really manageable and I'm, I know it will be the same in English and it's a really it's a really great story and mirrors what we've just been talking about the whole idea of going on a journey and the experiences along with that which we'll all get from learning a language so that's what I would say okay great yeah I know it's a great book um, and it's one of those books like The Little Prince that you know you can get it in it's published like in almost every language um, it's quite a simple uh, story to read. So I think no matter what your level, whether you're beginner, intermediate, advanced, like the alchemist, you can always appreciate the message in the story, right? And it's a beautiful uh, book. Exactly. So next question. Um, 
what most concerns you or excites you about the future of, say, languages or learning languages, should I say, um, or uh, just the future in general? Another a deep question. I like it. I like it. So we'll go with languages. And so I currently work for a language learning company. I don't know if I, if you knew that actually. I'm, I'm yeah, Memrise, right? Like... Memrise, exactly. So everyone check out Memrise, the app. It's a great company. Um, and I guess this bleeds into the future as well, which is both exciting and both concerning. And it's artificial intelligence, AI technology. And so how that relates to languages is that we are currently in the process of developing a an AI chatbot, we'll call it, whereby you can practice speaking and writing in any language and you will have a computer reply to you um, and the replies will be different every single time and they'll be relating to what you're saying. And so you can create a situation for yourself whereby you have a goal to buy a cup of coffee from the barista and you are the customer and the bot is the barista and you can practice that and it's really exciting because the main thing i'm sure we all know with learning to speak a language is the fear involved in it and the fear of being judged or making mistakes and so this is a perfect stepping stone for users to practice as much as they want and then go out in the real world to do that and that's the key thing there is it's just a stepping stone and the main thing we're trying to do is to get people out there in the real world. So we never, ever, ever want to substitute that because you can't, you you, you can't. And actually, the fear and excitement of going out and doing it in the real world, well, the fear is what makes it exciting. So that's an important part of it as well. Um, but at the same time, just in generally, the AI concerns me a bit in terms of what people use it for. So it can be used for many, many different things. And even driverless cars, for example, you know, they're, they're, they're here already and they will be a staple in the future. And yes, maybe they're, they're amazing for long drives where you just want to sleep and it will drive you down a straight road for three hours. But in terms of killing the human spirit and the excitement of driving or learning to drive, which is a really important thing, in my opinion, in terms of your development um, into an adult, if you want to say that is, I don't know if it is a good thing necessarily, um, completely driverless cars. And it's it's like that as well, that we're being very precise and um, thoughtful about the technology we're using because we don't ever want it to replace the real life experience. And I think we will know it will never replace real life but it's just whatever that technology is used for has to be done in a thoughtful manner yeah yeah so yeah really interesting um you know ai is going to be an incredibly powerful technology some people think it will be the most powerful technology humans ever create and like all powerful technologies it can have incredibly good consequences and uh, uses, but also can have negative consequences, like you say. Um, this chatbot you're developing at your company sounds amazing. Like, I often think about, you know, as the AI develops and you'll be able to have a conversation in different languages, that's going to be an incredible tool. 
um, you know, especially for beginners, but for anyone really up to a certain, I, I guess it depends how sophisticated the AI is. Um, so that sounds really exciting. And yeah, I totally agree with you about the, you know, the dangers of AI. So self-driving cars, it seems like it's inevitable. It's gonna, it's gonna take over. And it seems to me like there'll become a point where it's going to become probably illegal to drive your own car when when it becomes so much more safer to go in a self-driving car, you know, it's going to seem irresponsible to drive yourself and potentially cause an accident that might kill someone. So it seems like maybe it's going to become illegal to drive. And I agree, that's kind of a that's kind of sad because you know, I really enjoy the experience of driving. You know, maybe we're only going to be able to drive in like private test tracks or private roads or so it's as we get more and more of this technology to make us more comfortable and more safe um we're potentially losing some of the the most exciting things about life and living um so yeah i, I think about that as well often absolutely i think there is a there is a danger to be to strive for being comfortable it is, as you said, you lose excitement and fear and resilience and all of these things which make up life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, d discomfort and suffering and overcoming that is what makes us grow. Right. And um, it's necessary, I think, to be happy, you know, um, without a little bit of suffering and discomfort. It's hard to appreciate, um, you know, what we do. So. I, I absolutely agree. And I can see you've got the Buddha there just behind yeah, you. Yeah. And um, life is suffering. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 The, uh, keep the, the middle way. Right. So not, not too, uh, too high, not too low. But, uh... exactly. Okay. So if you could go for a coffee with anyone past, present or future, uh, who would you go for a coffee with? Well, um, past, present or future. I would go for. Do I have to give one answer? I'm gonna I'm gonna push you to one, but yeah, like okay. one know. answer is a. It was an American rapper called Tupac Shakur, and I would love to have sat down with him. He is arguably the most passionate person I've ever seen um, speak in videos, and he had a lot of opinions and ideas, and I would have just loved to 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 have spoken to him um, and I would encourage anyone to watch his interviews. He died when he was 25 and the level of wisdom and uh, um, outlook on life was remarkable. So definitely him. Yeah. Yeah. No, great choice. So yeah, I've listened to his music and I think like you say, he uh, has a incredible wisdom in his, in his music and in his lyrics and he's a, a true poet. Um, so yeah, I can see why it'd be nice to, to meet him. Okay, so final question. I'm stealing this from you and your podcast. So you always ask your, your guests for some slang from their native country. Um, so I'm going to turn this on you and ask you, do you have any slang words or expressions, British expressions that you'd like to use that you could share with this audience? Yes, I love that. Turn, turn, turn the gun towards me. Um, actually, I do have one, which um, I taught my colleague the other day. So she's from America. And she was asking about the exact same thing. 
slang and particularly from from London. And there's one word which I taught her, which is peng. And it's a newish word. And peng basically means beautiful. So you can have a, a peng house or someone can be peng and it just means beautiful. But um, that's the one that, that came to me. It's a fun okay. word to say as well. Wonderful, wonderful. So, yeah, I've been away from England for so long, 10 years now in Brazil. I didn't know that word. So it's obviously a new one. It, it um, is so a new one. It is a new one. So I'm glad uh, you, you learned something new as well. James. So you've taught me, yeah, taught me a new word as well. Peng. Um I have some friends who live in London and they're coming out with these words all the time and I don't know what they're talking about. So uh, I'm sure they're laughing at me now for not knowing Peng, but uh, great, great bit of slang there. Thank you, Harry. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to end there because we've probably gone over the time. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the, uh, on the podcast and listen to uh, you talk. So thank you again. Thank you very much, James. Thanks for the invite. I really enjoyed it and I uh, hope the listeners did too. Great. So, um, so yeah, if you've enjoyed our conversation and you've enjoyed listening to Harry, then, uh, you know, go over to my website. You can practice your writing skills by leaving a comment under this podcast episode or find us on Instagram, uh, School of Duda. Um, feel free to leave a comment. We'll reply. Um, and yeah, if you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you want to help, uh, support it, then please share it with a friend. Uh, you can also leave me a review on the platform that you're listening to. Um, but that's it. So thank you very much. Um, until next time. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Okay. Thank you. Cheers, James. Cheers, Harry. <laughs>